Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with our live update about COVID. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You were encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Ladies and gentlemen, please have an attitude of gratitude, especially during this Easter time, uh, because uh, gratitude is associated with optimism, lower blood pressure, good night's sleep, and increased longevity. And remember, happiness is a lifestyle. Oh, so as we continue, we want you to be the CEO of your own body. We want you to use your logic and your imagination so you can get through all the BS that's out there. And we also want you to have a good time with your life. Don't be so afraid to die that you forget how to live. So ladies and gentlemen, by now, most of you have made up your mind and have done your research on whether to get the shot or not. And you know from my uh, shows that even though it's called a vaccine, it is not a traditional vaccine. It is a gene therapy. And the vaccine, uh, it was called a vaccine to get so they could uh, use warp speed to get this thing to market and into our bodies. So you know the pros and the cons uh, about getting this shot. 
you know about the public relations campaigns that are going on. They're giving you donuts and, you know, gosh, what do we say? One of the worst things for this COVID is sugar. Yeah, they're giving you sugar. So you will get your shot. So again, uh, you know uh, what to do. You, you have, I'm sure you've listened to this show. I hope you have uh, listened to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and others that I have recommended and that you have uh, looked at Children's Defense League, uh, a site run by J.F. Kennedy Jr. And you uh, are getting information other than from the bureaucrats. Remember, the Fauci's have been in government most of their lives. And Dr. Fauci is the, one of the highest paid bureaucrats in the government. He makes more money than the president of the United States. And at this point in time, he has more power and he knows it. And on that note, I do recommend you read Steve Deese's, like peace with a D. Steve Deese, he has a book just out called The Faucian Bargain. I just started it and it is well referenced. And uh, I think it'll be an eye opener for you and this and the good doctor. So just a few things today um, that I want to bring to your attention. Uh, number one, uh, I, you probably don't go to the CD web, CDC website, but the latest uh, vaccine adverse event reporting systems numbers from March 26th following COVID vaccines have revealed a steadily rising numbers of injuries, but no new trends. And remember, this system is only one or 2% of people that report goes into the system. So every Friday, the VAERs makes public all vaccine injury reports received to the system as of the Friday of the previous week. So data between December 14th and March 26th, there were a total of 50,000 861 total adverse events. And remember, if this is only 1%, you could add some zeros after that. That included, of those 50,000 plus, included 2,249 deaths. That was an increase of 199 over the previous week. And it included 7,726 serious injuries, and that was up 631 over the same period. Of the deaths reported, 28% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination, 19% occurred within four, 24 hours, and 43% occurred in people who became ill within 48 hours of being vaccinated. So at, in the United States at this time, there's roughly 136.7 million COVID vaccine doses administered. So the data so far re reveals 19% of the deaths were from heart disorders. 45% of those who died were male, 43% female. 
and there was no gender reported to, on the balance. The average age was 77.7. The youngest was 18. As of March 26, 341 pregnant women reported adverse events related to the vaccine. That included 104 miscarriage or premature birth reports. 578 cases of Bell's palsy were reported. 63% of those were from Pfizer, which is about twice as many, the 36% that were reported from Moderna. Only seven cases were from Johnson & Johnson's vaccine or 1% of the cases. Severe allergic reactions, which are, called, which are called anaphylaxis. There were 2,578 reports of anaphylaxis. 53% from Pfizer, 44% from Moderna, and 3% from J&J. So uh, that, that is the severest form of an allergy you can have. So you can see it is not without risk, but we've been telling you about that. And I've been telling you about the, you know, the, the you can still get the virus and transmit the virus because it isn't a typical vaccine. And over 100 fully vaccinated people in Washington state now tested positive for COVID-19. The article in Epic Times stated that epidemiologists have found evidence of 102 breakthrough cases since February 1st. of those people who have been vaccinated against the Chinese Communist Party virus, which they call COVID-19, or, so, or SARS-CoV-2. Eight of the patients required hospitalization, and two were over 80 years old. They had The two had underlying health issues. They died. All contracted the virus more than two weeks after being fully vaccinated. And fully vaccinated, as you know, re refers to people that have had both doses of the vaccine, no matter which one they got. Of course, uh, they're going to be called coincidental. And we all know that. We all know that they're, they're not going to find that they were related to the vaccine at all. I'll let you know, you know, use your mind to figure out why. So there are other states that have seen infections among people who are fully, fully vaccinated, Idaho, South Carolina, Florida, Minnesota. And of course, all the state officials are investigating it. Investigating these so-called vaccine breakthrough cases. So let's go back here and uh, see how Dr. Teese thinks we're doing with our audio. I see nothing negative, so I'm going back. So you, you, you have to make up your own mind, okay? Remember these numbers, though. 
COVID vaccine injuries are have surpassed the 50,000 mark, according to the CDC data. And that is only 1% to 2%, say even 10% of people that report to this system. Now, how about John Hopkins? Dr. Macri's back in the news. He says, we are really close to herd immunity without Fauci's claim that you need 70 to 85% of the population vaccinated. This Dr. Marty Macri said, it, it quote, inexplic- inexplicably ignores natural immunity. And that's what Dr. Fauci does. He doesn't think that our bodies are from God and that we can have a natural immunity. He only thinks the way to get immunity is through a shot through a man-made shot. And whether he owns uh, patents and uh, or writes any of this, uh, is up in the air. Some people think he does. And Macquarie is uh, from John Hopkins University. He says, there is plenty of evidence that we are closing in on herd immunity. And he said that explains why Los Angeles has seen a drop of 95% in cases and positivity rates dropping. Okay, because our our bodies are kicking in and people have been exposed to coronaviruses have cross immunity to COVID. And the vaccine rollout in California is still reaching fewer than 30% of the population. So Macri says he's, it's a, there are false conditions that are creating and provoking this urgency for everyone to get uh, vaccinated. So in this op-ed piece, Dr. Macri suggested that based on laboratory data, mathematical data, published literature, and conversations with experts, he expects that COVID-19 will be mostly gone by April and that Americans should resume a normal life. That's a... A paraphrasing of a quote in his op-ed piece. The quote is, quote, will be mostly gone by April, allowing Americans to resume normal life, unquote. So the bureaucrats, I don't know what their agenda is, or, uh, but they sure have a lot of power now. And uh, they just don't want to give it up. But even people from John Hopkins, doctors from John Hopkins, are defying Fauci now. You want to look at that book, The Fauci and Bargain. It, I think it's going to, it gets into this type of thing. I'm not up enough to, I only read the first four chapters, but I think this is where that book is going. And so we did talk about the breakthrough cases. So even if you are shot with this gene therapy called a vaccine, you can still get breakthrough. Fauci said on March 26, this is something we're taking seriously and following closely. He said, this is something that's normal. You know, you normally see breakthrough infections. So um, we'll see, you know, he is the original IHOP flip-flopper. 
You need a mask. You don't need a mask. You have to social distance. You don't. Distance. You know, he just, you have to wear no mask, then one mask, then two masks. Man, the man is never happy. He, he does a flip-flop a lot, I must say. So I talked to you uh, about Vanden Bosch, B-O-S-S-C-H-E. And he, he's a, he's a world-renowned virologist. And he has red flags, but people are bashing him. His main theory is that this spike protein that's in these shots is very specific. And that uh, our bodies are uh, really smart. The viruses are really smart. And they know how to mutate. That's why there's so many mutations. Now, his fear is, since this shot is very, very specific, And if you apply very strong selective pressure, selection pressure on a, on a highly infectious virus, it will then have many opportunities to mutate because it already knows what's in the shot. It knows that is, there's only one specific spike, so it can mutate around that. And that, that is his theory. a massive selection pressure like never seen before in human history. Now, there are lots of variants, right? Already out. South Africa has a lot of them, what, 15 or 16 or so? And they, everything revolves around this spike protein and the different receptors on it. So these neutralizing antibodies that you get when you're exposed to the wild virus or the vaccines, don't neutralize the virus very effectively from the vaccines. If, if you have natural immunity, you have more of a chance to neutralize the virus. But if you have the vaccine shot, it's specific, so it has less of a chance to neutralize the virus effectively. So as he says, we are now beginning to see these mutations in the spike protein cropping up in different parts of the world. He mentions the UK, Brazil, South African, and they, they are now sharing a common mutation. There's all numbers for these. And he says that, that should be red flag. He says it suggests that different virus strains have found the same way of outsmarting this highly specific vaccine. And in the process, these new virus strains are becoming more transmissible, including among younger people. He says this show will keep going on and potentially will never stop, especially if you keep interspersing your strategy with lockdowns and related measures. So what he's saying is, it is his opinion that people who have this shot will be prone to have mutations and they may not get as sick from them because they did have the shot, but they will spread these mutations to the younger people they will become super spreaders.
nobody's taking him serious yet, but his work is being read and people are commenting on it. And out of Rockefeller University, they have said that these new mutations are resistant to antibodies produced by the original strain from Wuha, which is in the vaccines everybody's getting. So is that, you know, we, we, we just did not even go into the therapeutics of, of this virus. We went right to the vaccine. We didn't talk about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, you know, the ZPAC, uh, other antibiotics, other antivirals. But it looks like now we may have to go back to that to find a solution to these mutations. So we're right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going through the largest uncontrolled experiment that's ever been conducted. Remember that these drug companies have zero liability and we are the experiment. We're gonna see how uh, these shots, which have never before been used in humans are gonna work out. And they are highly specific vaccines that we're finding out now. Definitely experimental. The phase three trials are ongoing and not complete, and we're part of it. And this lipid encapsulation, this nanoparticles I've been telling you about, this delivery system has never been used on this scale to get these codes into our cells of our body. We don't have any idea how effective our, re, our T cells, our immune cells are going to be. And we don't have any idea how vaccine induced immunity is going to compare with natural acquired immunity. So Dr. Bosch has rung this alarm bell. It looks like a lot of people don't want to hear it. But you know, if this immune escape is similar to uh, antibiotics, you know, you give antibiotics and you abuse them, you take, give them to everybody, the bacteria develop an immunity to it. If we ignore what he says, about this selection pressure that will create an immune escape and antibody resistant strains, I think it's foolhardy. Science should have as many opinions as necessary to, to arrive at a conclusion. Nobody has to consider being right or wrong. We, we have to be in this for the greater good. So before I go today, just want to talk about a solitary life because that also can kill you. What, we've been about a year now into self-isolating, quarantining, locking down, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people have forgotten what it is like to socialize because we've been living in a fear mode. We want to stay infection-free, not contaminate our friends or our loved ones. Well, we know we know that that was uh, not 
True. So what do we neglect? We neglected our need for human contact. And it should not be surprising that the older we get, the more we need our socializing, our social circles. And there's a lot of science to back this up. How loneliness can put us in the crosshairs of death. So we need to be more connected. We, if we want to live longer, we need to cure loneliness also. And, you know, it's not killing you per se, but lack of socialization and meaningful relationship isn't doing your health any favors either. Loneliness has become an epidemic of its own. It rivals smoking and obesity as a risk to your health. And, you know, it seems like people even before this were, were, were isolating for whatever reason. But there's no pill to that you can take to make you feel less lonely, sorry to say. Nobody's really talking about loneliness as a health risk. But lonely people are more likely to have cognitive decline, dementia. They may have, they are more likely to have a weak immune system, an inferior interior rather than a superior interior. They are more likely to have heart diseases and strokes. You think that's a recipe for an early grave? You know, loneliness is bad, you know, but they, there are even studies that, that show that even living alone can boost premature death risk. At least as much as being overweight. Now, art, which is not a favorite, uh, foundation of mine, they reported that loneliness was half as likely in older folks who self-reported excellent health as compared to those in poor health. So if you, the elderly who were in excellent health were less lonely than those who were in poor health. So you've got to stay in touch with your family, your friends, call that person. Okay, we can call on the phone, we can write notes, we can write emails if we have to. We can do a video chat, call your grandkids. And what is really important, when you do all this, you'll get good quality sleep. And we've done programs on this, ladies and gentlemen, how sleep is important to our immune system and our health. Because isolation, it can keep you up at night, no doubt, right? And I don't think there's anybody who will disagree with that. But it, see, it works both ways, though. A lack of restful sleep can make you feel more disconnected and isolated. Okay, so it works both ways. So sleep and 
lack of socialization. They 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 go hand in hand. So the more you retreat from uh, interacting socially, the lonelier you could, you could become, and the more sleep you could lose. You see that circle, that vicious cycle. So let's stop that tonight, okay? That's that's the story for today. Let's get a good night's sleep. We've talked about melatonin. We've talked about blue light. We've talked about hemp. We've talked about electromagnetic fields and turn off those uh, Wi-Fi gadgets. Don't sleep with your phone near your bed, especially if it's on. If you need to keep it in your room, you have to put it on airplane mode. So... Ladies and gentlemen, that's my story for today. Please be on the lookout for vaccine passports. I'm in Florida. We have probably the best governor in the United States. He has already issued an edict that he's not going to allow them in Florida for the the government nor businesses. Okay, so hopefully other states will follow that. We don't want to have a country where there is vaccine racism. Okay. Because the side that's telling people that there are problems with this shot is not being heard. So um, just be on the lookout. If you believe that in in vaccine passports, that's fine. If you don't believe it, please uh, contact your, your, your representatives and your governors. Because DeSantis signed an executive order prohibiting vaccine passports in the state of Florida. He says he wants everybody to participate in a normal society without having to show proof. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. He seems to have the grit to do what is right. And this isn't really about the vaccine, huh? is about maintaining our liberty, our individual human liberty. Goes beyond the vaccine. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, This Tuesday, coming Tuesday, we will have a a rerun of Dr. Russell Jaffe on the eight tests, eight tests that you can get from your physician which can influence your life expectancy. Eight tests that you could do something about if they're not normal and increase how long you live. Well-received show last year. I think you'll enjoy it again. Dr. Jaffe is uh, world-renowned. And uh, this, this, uh, these tests, these bio tests are just incredible. Okay, and most of us have them done anyway during our physical exams, but we don't do anything about them. So the show, the podcast on Tuesday will be what to do about these tests. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Happy Easter to everybody, and we will see you on Tuesday. Have a great rest of the weekend. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom. For what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. 
Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house. See you next week.